Welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photo director Amy Wolf. Amy is the current photo director of both Runner's World magazine and Bicycling magazine. In this interview, I speak to Amy about how she got into photography and some of her experiences working at magazines such as Fortune, Photo District News, and AARP, to name a few. Amy is someone who has a true passion for photography and is an active member of the photography community working with the Photoville Festival and also the NYC SALT program where she mentors young photographers. Be sure to check out Amy's website at amywolf.com. I hope you guys enjoy this interview and thanks so much for listening. All right, so Amy Wolf, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time to come on here. I really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> thanks, Alex. I'm psyched to be here. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I was definitely excited to get a, a perspective of a photo editor, photo director, and everything you've done. Um, definitely pumped to hear about your experience. Um, but I guess just to kind of start off, um, where did you grow up, and how did you kind of get into photography initially? Um, sure. Uh, I grew up in Easton, Pennsylvania, um, and uh, started really early on with photography through a program like in my elementary school. And we were given cameras and um, that had film and, you know, went into the dark room with the teacher and was like, this is what this is. And I was like, this is really cool. But it was like a one-off class. And I kind of continued my love for it on my own. Yeah. Um, and didn't you know there was some photo classes in my high school like public high school and I did some workshops on the side but um didn't do art school in college um it wasn't my parents and I have this argument now where they say they I say they didn't support that idea and they say they would have if they felt I was really like gung-ho about it um (laughs) <clears throat> so the parent compromise was a liberal arts college and um, I studied photography programs and then studied abroad in Prague on a photo program. So I kind of always like studied it, but mostly on my own. That's cool. So what did you major in in college? Um, I was communications and art history. Oh, that's cool. What did you like when you were in college? Like, what did you think you were going to do when you finished? Did, did you kind of have like a goal in mind <laughs> or were you still dreaming of photography world or what were you kind of thinking of back then? Um, yeah, I wanted to be connected to it, but I didn't really know how. I mean, I think a lot of people get that like, okay, you go to art school and you're like, cool, like I can take pictures and I don't really know what to do with it. Um, I think it was even harder way back then. (laughs) Um, So I wanted, I knew I wanted to do something creative, but I also wanted to get paid. And at the time I thought that was advertising. I had taken a class in school and thought it was like a good mix of both. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's that's smart. I guess like when you were taking pictures (laughs) on your own, Back then, um, what kind of stuff were you taking pictures of um, for yourself for fun? Yeah, I mean, college and even after college, um, it was sports and um, like high school newsletter back then and the yearbook and then sports for the athletic department in college and also a lot of bands. Like I was really, really into seeing live music and shooting bands, my friends' bands, like semi like known bands. and, but I never figured out how to make money from it. I got a lot of free tickets and free beer. Okay. Hey, that, that you got paid. That sounds like a good payment. <laughs> that sounds like a good payment to me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, 
did you ever think did you ever think about becoming like a photographer yourself at all or anything like that or you kind of always kind of pictured more going into like the magazines and stuff oh i had i i mean i wanted to, i wanted my pictures in magazines like i was that kid that had rolling stone like tear outs all over my bedroom walls and i didn't i didn't know how to do that though um so i had all these photos of bands like high school through college and then years after college um i was living in san francisco working um and shooting on the side like every night of the week i was out shooting bands i was assisting wedding photographers and shooting some weddings on the weekend i was doing portraits i had all these photos but um no one really saw them and I didn't really know how to get them anywhere. So yes, I wanted to be a photographer, but I had no idea how. Yes. That's the hard part getting your stuff out there. Um, when you were, when, once you got done with college, what was kind of your first step, um, into the photo world? Um, yeah, I, it wasn't, it was, um, I went I moved to San Francisco and, um, got a job in advertising and, I was on the client side because it turns out you can't just graduate from college and be a creative director. Yeah, yeah it takes a while. <laughs> Which is what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. I'm just going to like make some art, you know, and do yeah. some campaigns right out of the gate. Um, so I was on the client side and I didn't enjoy that so much. So that didn't last very long. And um, then I got really lucky. A friend that was working in a PR agency for the Presidio, which um, is a big national park in San Francisco. They at the time were um, producing a lot of their own art exhibits and public programs and they needed an art assistant, which was kind of a vague title of what I was doing. But um, I was like, Oh, it's art related and it's a park and I don't know. I'll just see what this is. That is, that turned out to be my step into photography, even though I didn't realize it at the time. Um, I was, I kind of took on the role of staff photographer. It was a government job and, you know, it was a benefit to them because I just did it on my own time and did it for fun. And then instead of them having to pay someone. So I was taking pictures for the park newsletter, for the annual report, for marketing, and um, was starting to make a newsletter for the park myself, actually, like taught myself graphic design and was interviewing people. So I was essentially making a magazine and I didn't realize it. Um, so that was maybe five or six years of kind of, I don't know, maybe five um, of that. And I thought, okay, I'm kind of doing this photography thing on my own. San Francisco didn't really have a photo community that I was a part of. Um, and, you know, my desire to like have Danny Clinch's career, like I couldn't figure out how to do that. And so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I reached out to, um, <laughs> this is so random, but, the real way I got into photo editing was through a kickball team I was on. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> a, <laughs> a girl on my team worked at Wired on the marketing side, and she knew Zana Woods, which was the photo director at Wired then, um, and said, you know, maybe I can set you up with an informational interview. And um, it's really awesome to, you know, I owe Zana a lot for that because she didn't know me at all and sat down with me for an hour Wow. And I would like had no idea what I was talking about. And I was like, I don't even know what you do, but I think it's cool. And um, that's that's what happened. So when she kind of encouraged me to move to New York where the magazines were, which makes sense at the time, and uh, moved here to New York without a job and some names of people to contact and 
just kind of hustled and called everybody and those people like introduced me to other people and that's kind of how I got started and I got my first photo editing job at Fortune. Um, they didn't even have a job for me. I think they just liked me and they didn't really even know what to do with me and I didn't know <laughs> what I was doing. Yeah. But <laughs> like the first couple of days of my job at Fortune, I was scanning Walker Evans negatives. They're like, oh, just scan some stuff because we don't really have an archivist. Sounds I was like, like, what? This is crazy. Sounds like an awesome first week. <laughs> yeah, well, just take Walker Evans negatives and just get to work. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it was nuts because, I mean, I had no, you know, I wasn't wearing gloves and they did, they weren't, you know, low, you know, they weren't tracked by anyone. So I'm like, I could just walk out of here with these. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. That must have been an amazing experience to go to like a magazine like Fortune, which is just such a well respected magazine in the industry. And this kind of kind of get in there. Um, what was kind of some of your first responsibilities once you kind of started working with them? Yeah, I mean, it's great that you say that and realize that. Um, I, in my mind, I was like, I want to work at Blender, like some cool, like, zinc fashion mag or something like that. And I was really happy to get a job and felt very lucky to do so. But I was kind of like, oh, fortune, like a bunch of white men in suits, like, meh. <laughs> but it was so rich in photo history. And the staff there taught me so much and knew so much about photo history, old and new and everything. And it was actually a really, really great place to start. So, yeah, um, I, I didn't know photo agencies. I mean, I knew of some photographers, um, but I just, I just researched um, and started really small, like the, you know, editor's letter picture or, you know, tiny research stuff in the front of the book and eventually got, to photo assigning once I could kind of prove that I knew who photographers were and how stuff worked. And yeah. it, it turns out that my job at the Presidio, like where I was producing things that actually did help me become a photo editor, even though, mm. you know, I didn't realize it, but like putting things together and managing things and multitasking and all that stuff is kind of how I got the responsibilities bigger responsibilities yeah definitely i think yes yeah, that definitely seems cool with your procedural job you like you said you're doing so much um like on your own like designing everything and then doing the photos and then when you kind of make the jump to fortune which is definitely like a bigger magazine or whatnot you kind of already had some skills kind of already beforehand and kind of like kind of move to the next step i guess um yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, like like you said, looking at I was looking at your I was looking at your LinkedIn before I uh, did some research on you, and you've worked for like a bunch of different magazines. Um, how's it working at like different magazines? Is, there, are, is the way they operate all different? And how do you feel like uh, is you feel like it's good to work at different magazines, kind of learn different kind of crafts and whatnot? Um, yeah, I mean, on top of different magazines you know showing and using content in different ways the people that you work with there offer a lot as well like you're you know because every everyone you're going to be working with came from other places and so you get all these different you know everyone's coming from different places and are interested in different things and so the more people you work with and the more places you go you know the more you learn yeah definitely and then, like, one thing I was just going to ask you is just, like, uh, how would you describe to someone that doesn't know, like, uh, what a photo editor is? Like, what is the job of a photo editor and, like, what is, like, a, kind of like a typical day look like? Even if there is a typical day, how would you kind of describe the job of a photo editor? 
<laughs> That's a really great question. Um, it's something I try to explain to my family <laughs> still. Yeah. They're like, oh, do you, you don't take the pictures? Like, what good are you? I'm like, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, or you don't, you know, oh, can you like Photoshop this head? I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> Retouching, yeah. <laughs> not that. Um, you know, that word is kind of, I don't even know if that word applies anymore. I mean, it does in the magazine sense, but. You know, my friends that have moved on to brands and stuff mm-hmm. and the, that were photo editors in magazines, yeah. like all have these crazy new titles. So I think it's, More. I don't even know, but it's like production the and job, the, yeah. yeah, the job is like essentially the same. I mean, you're problem solving in a visual way, right? Like you're putting things, you know, you're putting pieces together and you are like problem solving. Yeah. And then how closely I've always been interested because like I've never worked at a magazine internally. Um, how closely do the photo editors or photo producers work with like the art directors and designers? Is it um, do you guys kind of collaborate a lot or is it kind of you guys are in your separate spaces or how does that kind of relationship work? Everywhere I've been, it's been a bit different. Um, we had like years at Fortune, we had two sort of different uh creative like plans in a way like on one the photo department kind of operated in a bubble and the designers kind of operated in a bubble and then when we had a creative director position come in everyone worked a little bit more transparently um and you know other places i've been it's been a little bit more collaborative where let's say you'd have a meeting with the editor and the writer um, and say, okay, this is a story we have coming up, and maybe the designer and the photo editor was sitting there, and so you could all sort of say together, like, this is what the story about, this is the tone, you know, is this going to be an illustration, is this something we can do with research, is this going to be a photo shoot, and if it is, like, do we want, you know, let's say it's a business person, like, do we want this person in their office, or do we want them doing something, and so it kind of I mean, I've always felt it's better if everyone's kind of in on it at the same time, or even better is when it's the designer and photo editor kind of leading the ship and tell, you know, the editor and writer can say, this is what we're doing. And then they kind of leave the art department alone to figure out the art part. Sort of like, you know, we don't, we don't influence how something is written. So it's, you know. Yeah, it's like always more fun. You don't tell. You're not telling a little them, more leeway. Yeah, least. you're not like you should be using Helvetica or something. It's like, uh, <laughs> you know. What I mean? Yeah. Um, no, that's interesting. I was just been kind of curious how that kind of works and stuff, but that's that's cool. Um, and then when you're working at magazines and stuff, um, I'm guessing like photographers are reaching out to you all the time. Um, it, was it mostly kind of direct mail, email, and how did you kind of prefer when new photographers reached out to you? Um, yeah, I, I'm one of those people that reads my email, so I try to look at everything. Um, I, especially if it, whether, whatever formats it in, if it is in, um, I look at it if I feel that someone took the time to actually address it to me and had something sort of thoughtful in it as opposed to dear, whatever, and here's the recent blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's like, you can just tell that it was sent to a, a mailing list from, you know, a database or something. So I definitely like pay more attention to stuff that I feel was like a little bit more time was taken out of it. Uh, but when I was the photo editor at PDN a couple of years ago, and when I would talk to students about, you know, how do you talk to a photo editor and how do you approach people? And I would all show this picture and a 
presentation of a giant pile of promo mailers that I got on my desk. And I was trying to show that, you know, this is something that artists do and that it's good to contact people or just showing the variety of mailers that I get. And to them, it was like, Oh my God, she gets so much mail. She's never going like, <laughs> to read this. And like, it, you could see like their faces would turn white. I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. I, <laughs> like I will open this eventually. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Shoot. Down the line. Um, what do you think are like some common mistakes like photographers make, like when reaching out to photo editors, you think? Uh, you know, it's always a tough thing and everyone wants something else. So I, I know it's hard to be on the other side. You know, some people say like, contact me all the time. Other people are like, leave me alone. And some yeah. people say, don't ever message me on social media. And yeah. for me, especially now, um, I'm looking for a different kind of set of photographers that I've worked with before. Like I'm looking for, you know, now that I'm at runner's world and bicycling, I mean, I'm looking for people that have, photo essays on those two subjects of all kinds, like a high school track coach or a team or an Olympic athlete or, you know, a running crew or a, you know, a crazy cycling race. Hmm. So I'm spending a lot of time on Instagram because I, they're not in the usual places I, I go. And so I don't mind if someone like DMs me on Instagram that I actually do that to people all the time and like kind of randomly with no context, like, Hey, I saw this picture. Yeah. I like it. What do you have? And that might, must be as jarring for them. Cause it's like, <laughs> <laughs> there's no formal introduction. I'm just kind of like, Hey, yeah, it's, I guess it's all, but it's we're all, busy. Yeah. So you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. It's just all the, I think it's just all the way how, how you approach it. You just have to have like, uh, this don't be like overbearing, but you know, it's, it's definitely, it's just a new way to communicate. I think it's just, but you have to be like, uh, I don't know have a certain approach to it and whatnot but it's useful. yeah useful. i think if it's thoughtful and it's not you know harassment yeah exactly where, like okay the same day i get a message from someone on my linkedin and facebook which i never look at and instagram and an email and a phone number or a phone call like that you know i get it i'll <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to try all the way. <laughs> yeah, the tone it down a bit, <laughs> um, because like <laughs> as a, as a photo director, I would imagine it's a part of your job. It, it must be exciting to like search out new photographers that find new talent. Is that something you're constantly looking for, and you kind of want to try to find new photographers to work with? Um, I'm in a really great place now that I can, and I really want to. I've always, I've tried to support that um those people i mean it's i've always been excited to be the first person to like give someone a chance or you know run pictures by someone that hasn't been published before that's like always something that's made me really happy and um, i also volunteer with uh, high school kids in a photo program called nyc salt and some of those high school kids are now college or post college and to see them get opportunities and if I can help them get opportunities, even if it's not through me directly, I mean, it's, it's kind of the best part of what I do um, is giving anyone a chance. I mean, I just know, I mean, it all, it all goes back to what Dana did for me. I mean, if I hadn't gotten a chance with her, I don't know if it would have happened because I had no connections. And mm -hmm. you know, if you give, if you're that person that can give someone yeah. a chance, I don't know, not just like to do it arbitrarily but if someone really you know is making the effort like yeah. they deserve it yeah definitely i think it's like with the 
photo industry it's like such a small industry and it it's like i think it's good to help out other people like in the community because like it's good to share your knowledge and help other people out because in time like that person could help you out or do you a favor like if you're looking for a job in the future and stuff like that so i think it's good to you know support everyone else that's just how i kind of view it i know i have a like a small group of photographer friends and we all try to help each other out when we can with the different advice be it like bidding for jobs or even if you need someone to cover like an editorial shoot you kind of refer names and stuff so i think that's kind of an important thing with like the photo industry is kind of just talk to people you know no, it's really important. I mean, especially as freelancers, when you're operating in a bubble and, you know, if your first experience going to a network thing or like a meetup and people are kind of like cagey and guarded and, hmm. you know, like not maybe it comes out of insecurity or like if you're, you know, give this person a job because you can't do it. Like what if they never hire you again? But I think that you kind of have to trust that people will support each other and it i mean in my little bubble world of my own i I like to believe that anyway that people like generally meet like mean well and want to help each other yeah definitely um and then i know you mentioned like uh i think i I saw your linkedin um you've done like some freelance photo editing before too was that with aarp um yeah so after pdn i um i loved working at pdn i mean that i i don't they're just it was just such a great place for me to get an even bigger picture of photography with yeah, commercial and yeah, fine the, art. Yeah, how's that, that that magazine's so different, I would imagine, because it's like a trade magazine, so it's a little yeah. different than your normal magazine. So what was kind of different like tasks working at a magazine like that? Because you're not I would imagine you guys weren't like assigning work to photographers. It was more like researching and finding different articles for the magazine pretty much or how did that kind of work? Yeah, it was pretty much, yeah, it was, I liked, I really love assigning and producing and coming up with concepts and stuff. And there was none of that there, but the creative outlet I had there was, uh, I wrote a photo blog every day. Just, I had a lot of control over what was, you know, whose projects I featured and just cool stuff. Um, you know, someone just took a cool photo one day, literally, and, or it was a, promoting um, a gallery show or something like that so writing the blog was was cool and also a good opportunity to interview some people I wanted to um yeah. Danny Clinch was one of them oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um and Anton Corbin like all these like wow. you know people whose careers I wanted I at least got to work with them later in some way um that's, that's cool but, had you done a lot of writing before that, before that or was that no, kind of a, well, a, no again like the Presidio job helped because I was writing this newsletter and interviewing people. And suddenly, you know, the um, executive editor of PDM, um, Holly Hughes, like she, she goes, Oh, do you write? And I said, well, kind of. And um, I learned quickly how to be a better writer. She was um, a really good editor. So I became a writer ish Mm. (laughs) for those years, but there was the blog and then there was um, this content and you know getting resources and rolodex and basically my network was my job there is going to events and meeting everybody i could and that's basically how i spent my time at fortune was because i didn't know anything like anything i got invited to i went to and Mm. tried to meet everyone i possibly could and that really helped me with pdn because i had a lot of context or contacts and um it, I was in a good position to really reach out to anyone as well. So um, 
I met even more people that way. But yeah, it was definitely a different kind of job because it was, you know, sourcing information and projects and rather than producing stuff. Yeah. Seems like a cool job though. Cause it's like, you're literally just like researching photography. Cause you guys need to find new articles and new content like every month. So you're constantly just searching for interesting stories within just the photography world. So you probably, like you said, you just got to meet so many different photographers and people that kind of work in the business. That just seems pretty exciting. Um, yeah, it was really cool. So when you were asking me before about freelancing, I left PDN not because I didn't enjoy the job, but I had started a um, an online photo gallery called Coedit Collection uh, with another photographer, Tim Klein, who's based in Chicago. And um, starting an online art gallery was like a side project, and then it became a bigger thing. And when, you know, he and I wanted to try to make it a really big thing, I couldn't do it with a full-time job. And so that's why I left and then took on some freelance work while we were getting that going. And, um, yeah, that I started working with AARP, which, <clears throat> you know, it's like, okay, the 55 and older set, but it, it's a huge, huge, huge organization. I and I will say I they have I think it's like great the, day rate. I think it's like the number one <laughs> circulated magazine, or at least it used to be in back in the day. I think I could be wrong, but I think I read that. Somewhere. No, it still is. It's like it's twenty two million or something. Insane. Wow, that's crazy. Um, but I um, I got sort of assigned by uh, Michael Wichita, the photo director there um, of both magazine and the Bulletin, um, to do kind of larger projects. So seniors doing cool stuff all over the country and. It was nice to, um, I don't know, meet a bunch of them that are doing like really interesting things like synchronized swimmers or they're in a theater group instead of just saying that, you know, life after a certain age means you're on a cruise ship, like yeah. drinking a glass of Chardonnay with your friends. Like, <laughs> I don't know, it gives me hope for the future when we're all older. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, definitely. You can just keep on moving, you know, keep it moving. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that seems pretty interesting. How is it working as a freelance photo editor versus like full time? Is there like any difference you think, or is it pretty similar or like, how does that kind of work? Uh, well, health insurance. Oh, yeah, like, any... <laughs> yeah, yeah, <true>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like any kind of freelancer. I mean, I've always respected the freelance life and known how crazy it is. But after a couple of years of being in it, I mean, I had a much bigger respect for it. I mean, it's hard because deadlines aren't always the deadlines and projects overlap and you're scared of saying no to something because you're, you know, what if they never ask again? So it's, yeah, it's a hustle. That's, that's the main difference. I mean, yeah, you have flexibility over your schedule and in theory you have more time to yourself, but yeah. I worked kind of every day all the time. I was trying to grow a business. I was freelancing for AARP. I also worked with Forbes on brand content. I picked up the occasional consulting job here and there. So I was just, I never really had a day off. I yeah. mean, that's, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can relate. Oh yeah, you have <laughs> to. You have to, to be juggling like six times, six things at once, and this hope that like a couple come through because inevitably, like a lot of jobs fall through. So you just always just have to kind of keep uh, juggling as many as you can as freelance. I think. Um, yeah. But and then I, I noticed you, you did some work with Forbes. It was advertorial work. Um, what was that kind of stuff you were working on? How'd that kind of differ from this like normal editorial stuff? Um, you know, it was very, it was similar, uh, be except the rates were higher, uh, mm. because they wanted it to look, you know, have an editorial look. So 
for this had nothing to do with Forbes magazine. It was sort of digital, their digital content studio, or I'm not even sure if that's what they call it, but yeah. something like that. And they partnered with like Dell or McAllen whiskey or Colhan and said, you know, we're going to highlight some cool people in those, like in the fashion industry for Colhan. And, you know, we've got five, five people around the country and can you, you know, create like a series of work, um, you know, a series of photos about that, that sort of, you know, they don't even have to be wearing Colhan shoes. And so it was really similar to just producing any kind of editorial shoot, like portrait, environmental portrait shoot. But I had uh, a lot of control over who I, or all the control over who I hired because they didn't really, they were new and they didn't really have an art department. So I kind of just did it on my own with the editor there. Oh, nice. That's really cool. Yeah, I was just interested about that. That's, That's cool. And then I guess kind of looking back at you've been doing this for a while and been in the business for a while. Um, looking back, is there like any particular, um, I guess, like jobs you've worked on or like kind of um, projects that kind of stick out in your mind as like particularly memorable that you look back on or like you're like really proud of or kind of just enjoyed the experience when you look back? Oh, that's a really good question. I mean, in general, I do this because I – like photographers and I like pictures and I like meeting new people and this job is all of that. Um, so, I mean, everything, I can't say there's like one sort of photo shoot or project that is like that, but I will say, um, my last sort of year at PDN, uh, PDN partnered with the Annenberg center of photography, uh, and <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> Annenberg Center of Photography. What's that word? Yeah. And did a um, a really big exhibition of um, emerging photography. And it was over like 100 photographers that we worked with. And there's only like one or two images, excuse me, per person. Wow. But just kind of thinking about the last, I think it was like the taken from the PDN 30 from the last five years at the time. And just kind of looking at the diversity of work and where people were and are now and uh, just sort of putting together a massive exhibition like that. I mean, it was heavily administrative in addition to curation, but it was a really massive project and the exhibition was really great. And the Annenberg produced like this crazy video with a few of the photographers that was really sort of over the top produced, but in a really good way. And you know, getting to go to the opening and seeing how, you know, LA really enjoyed seeing it. And I think it's still traveling. So, I mean, that felt, that was pretty big. That's, wow. That cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I've never been to the Annenberg, um, but I've definitely seen like a bunch of their videos and stuff online with different speakers and stuff. And you can tell they do like an amazing job over there. So I can definitely see that. That's pretty exciting stuff. Um, yeah. And then I know you mentioned the. Oh, people. and one other thing yeah. I'll say about something I do. Um, a couple of years ago, a photographer in LA, um, Matthew Young, uh, approached me and Marcel Saba, the um, owner of Redux Pictures, mm. about uh, a sort of casual networking event he was doing in LA at the time called 20 by 20 Live. And okay. he and I um, and Marcel started doing it in New York. And now it's called Inspired Live. But we do it at we've been doing it at the SVA theater and we just get people who we think are cool it started with photographers and then expanded to art directors and illustrators and directors and you know people at HBO and uh, clients too and we 
open it up to the community and have been fortunate enough to get it sponsored so it can be free now to everyone. Uh, but we just put on this event and everyone talks for, you know, about seven minutes, not about how great they are or how great their work is, but about things they inspire them, that, that inspire them. And that's been really cool to do. And we've done that, I think, three or four times in New York and um, just kind of creating uh, like events that people can feel comfortable going to, have an opportunity to talk to people, feel inspired mm-hmm. and, you know, leave happy. Like that's been that's, that's cool. been a cool thing. That's too. cool. Do you have any, um, is there any upcoming events with that in coming up this year at all? We have, hopefully this works out. We're, ho- we're hoping to do an event uh, June 6th in LA at the Impact Hub. Um, we're kind of working on that now. We'll probably do one as a part of Photoville again in Dumbo uh, this September. And then we'll probably, I think we have a date for for one in October at the SVA theater, like our regular New York one. Oh, so wow. yeah, keep That's, an eye out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'll link it in everything. Um, and then one thing, I, I, going back a little bit with PDN, um, one of the big things you guys do every year is the PDN 30, which is like a profile of like 30 emerging photographers. Um, I've always been curious, how does that work? Like, how do you guys decide who gets in and um, what are you guys looking for in terms when you pick photographers for that like competition, I guess? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I get asked that a lot and, uh, it, it's a, it's not an easy process on either side. Uh, we, there's a, only the editors really review and sort of judge the work. So just the staff, um, even though we do get nominations from, you know, everywhere and everyone, but, to, you know, we kind of look at where everyone is based. We look at the genres of work. We look at, you know, male and female, and we do kind of take into consideration, you know, ec- or ethnic backgrounds and things like that. So we, it was always difficult to try to get a well-rounded group, and we try really hard to do that just because it's it's really impossible to just pick 30. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it was really, really hard. And you know, it, it's, yeah. No, it's cool. I've always, <laughs> what can I say? It's yeah, really hard. yeah, I know. Really I, I, yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, I've always just enjoyed it. Yeah, like you said, it's it is cool looking at it because it is so many different photographers and so many different styles. And I always look forward to looking at it every year because I always learn about different photographers I never <laughs> heard of, and it's definitely an exciting thing to look at. Um, and uh, I guess one thing I was gonna ask you about is like I know you mentioned it before. You're involved with something called NC NYC Salt. Um, how do you mm-hmm. how do you kind of become involved with that, and what do you do with them? Oh, uh, sure. It was a friend of a friend had uh, met Alicia, the founder of NYC Salt, Alicia Hansen, and uh, that was maybe three or four years ago now. And they were they'd been around a bit, but it was a smaller, much smaller, sort of looser format of um, after school kind of a photo program. And it's about it's been about 16 or 20 kids a year that are accepted into this residence program, which is now every Tuesday and Thursday after school. And we teach them photography, you know, simply put, but the thing that I like about it is that it's so much more than that. It gives these students people to talk to about anything that's going in their lives. We help them with any sort of issues they're having with school or grades or teachers 
And the goal is to, yeah, yeah, like learn how to use a camera and see if that's something they're interested in pursuing later. But mm. um, if they just kind of enjoy taking pictures for fun, the main goal is just get them to graduate high school, help them with their future. And once they graduate high school, they're still a part of SALT and come back. I mean, some kids, like I mentioned, I'll call them young adults now. Yeah. <laughs> um, they come back after they've graduated college and you know, we help them get internships and mentorships wow. and just jobs. And it's so it's been cool to kind of see them, especially now that I think it was 10 years ago now. So now we have a couple of students that are a couple of years out and past college and seeing them like work and kind of like become mm. adults. It's pretty cool. Well, yeah, that is pretty cool. I checked out their website and it, it seemed like pretty amazing um, um, program you guys got running over there and kind of a cool way to use all your knowledge with photography for like a good cause and definitely seems like an exciting program. So that's, that's awesome. And then, uh, yeah, thanks for asking. Yeah, definitely. And then I know you mentioned before your co-edit collection. Um, is that something you're still working on now? Uh, it is, it's a little bit, um, on the back burner. It's, um, you know, <laughs> to be totally honest, I feel like in order to sell photography the way I really wanted to sell it, where I wanted to find clients that understood it and appreciated it on the level that I did, I feel like I needed to either know a whole bunch of different people or like just a whole bunch of rich people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it was almost like going on the website. It was almost kind of like you're like photo, but it was almost like interior design a little bit as well. You're kind of like working with people like in their homes and stuff. Was that kind of what you were doing? Yeah, I mean, it started It started as an online gallery with sort of curated collections, and I brought in some friends and art buyers, and we made it more of a community engagement mm. kind of venture, which was great, except no one was buying anything. And so then we were experimenting with, okay, we need to focus on sales and, you know, go more retail, yeah. and partnered with some, some other people to do that. And, you know, we were still a little bit expensive and then it was, okay, well, let's try hotels and interior design and commercial spaces. Yeah. And that works. And, you know, we've been successful at that, but, um, on a personal level, it's not why I started it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to sell photographers work for, you know, $7 and I guess, and it's, it's really shockingly scary how much or how little people think they should pay for photography when you get to, yeah. those sort of commercial levels. Yeah, definitely. That's wild. It's pretty interesting. You got you got a lot going on. You're working on so many different things. It's impressive. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> it's cool. And then um I know now you're working out working at Runner's World and Bicycling. Is it Bicycle Magazine? Yeah, Bicycle Magazine, right? Um Bicycling. <laughs> I know it's Bicycle Bicycling. <laughs> It's two magazines. <laughs> so you basically, you work on both magazines and handle the photography for both? Uh, I do. This is a new thing that uh, the art team is combined. Um, those two magazines are now owned by Hearst and a part of Hearst Digital. Yeah. So we're all kind of figuring this out together and what that all means. But it's kind of an exciting time. Um, I... In the last couple of weeks, we've assigned stories in China and Saudi Arabia and Tanzania and Kuwait. And that's pretty, that's, you know, more international stories than I've done in the last two years. Wow. So, um, pretty cool. Yeah. 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 I saw on your Instagram you were posting because I think the Mac Runner's World was always based in Emis, uh, P Pennsylvania. 
and I saw you're like posting all the studios closing and stuff. So is the magazine still in based in <laughs> Pennsylvania or is it moving to New York now? Um, yes, Runner's World and Bicycling will still be in um, Emmaus. Everyone calls it whatever, like Eames or, yeah. Eames or whatever, so I <laughs> get that. Um, yeah, Emmaus, beautiful Emmaus, Pennsylvania. They'll, it's still, those two titles are still there, but we do have some staff in New York, and I'm um, kind of splitting my time between both. Mm, that's places. cool. And with Runner's World, when you're looking to hire a photographer, are you strictly looking for t- photographers that shoot running or would you look at other photographers that, you know, might shoot other sports and things like that or portraiture? Or like when you're looking for a photographer, what are you kind of looking for when you're working with a magazine like that, which kind of has like a niche to it with running? Yeah, it's very, it's definitely a niche. Um, it's, I wouldn't say I'm looking for sports photographers exactly. Um, if someone has an interest or, you know, pitches, we're, we're always looking for pitches, just putting that out there. But if someone has a, you know, good story idea, it's really less about, have you ever photographed running before and more, you know, are, is it something you're excited to shoot? I mean, I just really want, you know, my creative director, Jesse Sutherland and I, like, I think see things similarly uh, that we want to work with people that are excited to be doing what they're doing. Definitely. Overall. Yeah, for sure. They kind of the work ends up being better that way. People are really invested in it. Yeah. It's not just a job. It's kind of they actually passionate about it and want to make something good. Yeah. Um but I guess a couple more questions and I'll wrap up and let you go. Um I guess what advice would you kind of give to new photographers kind of looking to get their work out there and work with magazines? What do you think is the most important thing for like some new photographers that are trying to break into the business are? What advice would you kind of give them? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they that new photographers especially should be looking just at magazines. I mean, I do think they're important, but I mean, it's no secret that it's that part of our business is getting weirder and a little yeah. bit more limited. Yeah. So I would say um, kind of doing what I did, where if you're starting from scratch and you don't know anyone, that just finding every way possible to meet people. Um, I know that my friends and I, when I'm looking for someone and I don't, a photographer somewhere or a particular style that I'm not really, you know, that set on. I mean, I ask people I know for referrals because if someone knows that person, it goes a lot farther. So the more people, you know, and the more active you are, um, the more you shoot, I mean, really basic stuff. Like if someone, you know, is shopping the same portfolio around for two years and saying, why isn't anyone hiring me? That's, you know, there's something wrong with that formula and like they need to keep, shooting stuff and sharing stuff and seeing what works and what doesn't. And, Mm. um, you know, it seems that's kind of vague advice, but I mean, there isn't, there is no magic. Yeah, definitely. No, it makes sense. It's kind of keep creating new work and then talking to people pretty much. And it's kind of keep, keep grinding it out. And, uh, I, I guess being that you've worked in this business for a while, um, and it's so competitive and continually changing, um, what do you think it is about the photography industry that kind of keeps you going and keeps you wanting to work in it? Uh, you know, sometimes I find it as frustrating as anyone else does. I went to Yellowstone last fall and kind of fell in love with or was reminded of how much I love the outdoors. And so sometimes when I'm frustrated, um, I just think, like, I'm just going to disappear and get some horses and go to Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I think something keeps 
you know, drawing me back. I just, I like pictures and, you know, I, I can't, I can't stop. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, keep on going. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I guess this, um, my last question, this kind of going forward, do you kind of have any goals for the future, be it photography or anything else you're looking to pursue? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, this job is so new that I'm kind of happy here for the time being and not looking too far ahead. Yeah, no, that's cool. It kind of seems cool. I mean, the magazine was sold, but it seems like it could be an exciting um, experience because you kind of get to create like something new with Runner's World. Are you guys looking to kind of change things up or kind of design it differently, you think? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We want to um, we want to kind of remind you know our audience and the community of like authentic running and um, kind of find more approachable sort of people to show and visual storytelling and you know bigger pictures and you know always going to fight with the writers and editors on this but less words. <laughs> Ah, that's awesome. Well, Amy, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on here. I really appreciate it. It was really exciting for me, and I think a lot of people enjoy listening to hear all about your experience within the photography world and everything, so I can't thank you enough. Um, but, well, thank you. Yeah, definitely. And I guess for people that are going to listen to this, um, uh, where's the best place for them to check out your work? I know you got a website up there um, with some of um, stuff you Yeah, it needs to be updated. Um but I have, you know, follow me on Instagram. It's views from the Wolf Den with two Fs. Right. Um, that's probably the most current and it's super random, but it's kind of fun. And uh, yeah, and feel free to contact me. And I would tell you my Hearst email right now, but I don't actually remember it. It's <laughs> so new. <laughs> no worries. I'll link, I'll link them to your Instagram on here and uh, that'll be good. And people can go check it out. So there you have it. That was the Amy Wolf interview. I want to thank Amy so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure getting to speak with her about all her experience working in the photo industry, working at magazines like Fortune and Runner's World. Uh, I was definitely glad to hear her perspective on the business, being that she's on a different side of it. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it too. And going forward, just want to let you know I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud, as well as on my website at alexgagnephoto.com and at my Instagram at alexgagnephoto. And also go check out Amy's new website at amywolf.com. And uh, thanks so much and take care.